everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is January 22nd. It's 2020. We have 12 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Kyle Murray. How are you doing, my friend? Good, man. Yeah, excited to get back into the uh, the basketball things. You know, we talked about, I talked with you about it before the show, but I ended up playing NHL uh, on Tuesday, so I'm excited to get back to basketball. No Bobon, huh? Like, you should have jumped on the Bobon train, like, you yeah, know. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I did say, like I said on the podcast yesterday, I was like, if you want to be different, just play Bobon. If he plays 10 minutes, he can put up 20 fantasy points. Like, yeah. none of us knew Powell was going to go out there and get hurt. Like, obviously, like, I played um, I played Powell on my main lineup on DraftKings. So, um, you know how my night went over there. But uh, really good night on FanDuel, so. And again, like, I felt like everybody should have had the same build on FanDuel. Like, it was so obvious, like, the build was. So, ready to get into 12-game um, slate here for today. We get started with Sacramento at Detroit. 222 total here. Detroit favored by one in this game. Rashard Holmes is still out for Sacramento. Kennard, Frazier, Blake all out for Detroit. Drummond and Reggie Jackson are questionable here. That's going to be obviously – the big ones. Luckily, this is a seven o'clock game. We'll get this news. Um, let's start with Sacramento. What do you like here for the Kings? Yeah, for the Kings side, you know it's going to be interesting to see. I haven't really looked into it too much, but if these guys that were traded are going to be able to play, I think they were. They said they were going to be available for this game, right? I, I hadn't seen any official report, but they were expected to be. So that could mess with the rotation a little bit, especially considering the guy, the main guy they're bringing in, Baysmore. They already have quite a few guys at that position, or you know, on the wing. So. Interesting to see how that plays with this rotation here. I assume he'll come in and get at least uh, a supplement of minutes. He'll probably just slide into what Ariza was doing, but maybe we see him take away some minutes from um, Bielitsa, who's been playing a little bit at the three, a little bit at the four, and then maybe take some minutes away from Bogdanovich. But um, overall, I think it's an okay matchup here for these guys. I think Bagley's in a pretty good spot. The price on him for what he's been doing has just been way too low. He played 38 minutes last game. I believe that was an overtime game, but, you know, you take away the five, 33 minutes is a, is a really strong number for a guy like Bagley who in his career has been a guy who hasn't really gotten all the minutes uh, due to injury and them limiting him. But, you know, he's been really good per minute. So if you can project Bagley for 32, 33 minutes, I think he's a really strong play in a game that's probably going to be somewhat slow paced. But, you know, we've seen a lot of guys get after it against Drummond who appears to just not really want to be playing right now. Maybe he's questionable. Uh, it's he's still going to be taking that away from the defense, and you know, getting guys at like Christian Wood, who's a good shot blocker. Don't think it's much of an upgrade here. So, um, or even having Thon Maker on the floor anymore, that'd be a nice little upgrade for Marvin Bagley. So for me, Marvin Bagley is the main one. And then you can go back to to Gally Buddy Hill as well, who had you know a monster game in the last one. But it's just a guy who's going to play a ton of minutes. You never really know what the what the production you're going to get from him. He's been very up and down all year, but my my main target from this side is uh, Bagley for sure. Yeah, Bagley's price has come up enough where, like, I don't think he has to be, like, a core play today, but I do think he's a guy you definitely want to be looking at. Uh, probably a little bit cheaper on FanDuel, too. 6,500 on DraftKings. Um, that's a tough ask. Like, you know, he put up 39 last time out. That's right at 6X, and, you know, he shot 54% from the field that game with 15 rebounds, so – I don't want to overreact too much to Bagley, but if he's still cheap on like FanDuel or Yahoo, I don't have those pricing up in front of me. Um, I think the guy that gets hurt the most here um, is Bogdanovich. Like, I think he goes back to like 20, 23, 24 minutes. Um, so I just, for me on the Kings, like I don't ever have an issue playing like a guy like Fox or healed for tournaments, but outside of him, those two guys and like Bagley, if he's cheap, like I said, I don't really have a ton of interest here until I can kind of see what this rotation is going to look like. Is Barnes going to lose minutes? He's not really producing anyway. So um, on the Detroit side, obviously the question marks here are, is Drummond going to play? Um, is Reggie Jackson going to come back from, you know, being out for so long and come back and play at 3K? So going to have to be paying attention to this one for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, if Jackson plays – if he's limited or what I assume just based on the length of his absence, he'll be, you know, limited at least a little bit, but you know, Tim Frazier has been out and he was the guy who was kind of picking up some backup point guard minutes. So maybe we see Reggie Jackson take a few more than typically might be expected, but uh, it's hard. It's really hard to say, but yeah, at that price tag, you know, maybe if we get a report saying he's going to be 
maybe limited at 25 or so. I think you could at least consider it, but that's pretty much the only case. I don't really love Reggie Jackson. He wasn't really a guy who was picking up a ton of minutes. And I think what the one or two games that he played so far, yeah, he's played two games this year. So, and he's played uh, 18 or 18 minutes on average. So not a whole lot of minutes in general um, with the addition of Rose this season. So um, something interesting to just monitor the news on that one. But other than that, I really don't know how much I like this Detroit side too much. You know, the pricing on guys like Dumboya and Mikhailuk are up. And Mikhailuk's been a guy who's just been completely on fire, hasn't really been missing from three. Um, you know, he shot over the last four games, he shot 50% in three of those games from three. Uh, struggled a little bit against Washington, which I'm sure that's where everybody played him. You know, he goes for 27, 32, and 37, and then he drops a dud when everyone plays him against Atlanta. But um, overall, I think the pricing just isn't really great from anybody on this side. You know, I think the the most, I guess, the guy who I'd take a shot on if anyone would be Derek Rose just because of the usage that he gets. Uh, and the minutes have been pretty solid, 34 against Washington, 26, 29, and 37 over his last four games. So I think it'd be Derek Rose. But other than that, don't love a whole lot on the Detroit side. Yeah, Christian Wood obviously would be very interesting if right, Drummond yeah. sat. But I think we're all under the assumption that, like, Drummond's not going to sit from a lip injury. Um, yeah. but yeah, Derek Rose is very much in play. Um, Civi, man, like I, I, I said, jump off in last game. I've been playing this guy a ton. His price got to the point where he was just too expensive. I don't mind him here for tournaments. You know, Sacramento is a team that does allow a lot of three pointers. So, um, I don't mind him in the, this spot. And if, like I said, if Drummond doesn't play, um, I, I think another guy you could look at is Dumboya. Um, but yeah, it's all going to depend on the Drummond news. Not a ton of interest in this game if Drummond plays, or on the Detroit side anyway. Um, Thunder at Orlando taking on my Orlando Magic. 209 total. Orlando favored by one and a half in this game. Steven Adams and Noel are both questionable. Ferguson's out again. Aminu, DJ Augustine, and Jonathan Isaac are all out for the Magic. Uh, what's standing out to you for the Thunder? Yeah, so it's a pretty tough matchup here going against the Magic, obviously. Um, you know, I, I think the main play for me on this side is Chris Paul. He's just been a monster over the past, you know, couple of weeks, really t- playing a ton of minutes, really high usage. And he's been really efficient. Um, obviously he had a big game against Houston. And I know it's not quite, that's obviously not the same matchup here. Um, going against a slow pace, really good defensive team, but I do think he's going to be pretty contrarian and, you know, a extremely large slate and the pricing isn't anything like super, you know, glaringly wrong. So I think Chris Paul could be somewhat uh, overlooked. And the second guy that I do have some interest in is, um, uh, Dennis Schroeder. So 6K on DraftKings, uh, pretty cheap over on FanDuel as well. So he's someone that's somewhat interesting. But for me, the main interest is going to lie in really whoever plays between Noel and Adams. I'm hoping one of them sits because if one of them sits, you know, the minutes are really strong for the other guy. So we've seen Steven Adams really pick up his minutes over the past two or three weeks because Noel was out. Noel returned and Adams, the, the, Adams is hurt again. So Noel's picking up a few minutes there. So if one of these guys are healthy, I think I'd like one of those guys. Yeah, like honestly, I don't love this spot. You know, I've been one of the one of the people that just have been unaccepting of how good the Orlando Magic have been defensively. But like, even if we look at like the last two weeks, like the only team that's been better than them defensively is Milwaukee. Um, and the Orlando Magic play at a tremendously low slow pace. Um, so, you know, for me, when I'm looking at this spot, really good defense, nothing like incredible price wise like I, I do i like chris paul i'm with you on chris paul um i'll play him against anybody at 7300 they don't seem to want to increase his price even though he's gone for at least 45 fantasy points in three of the last four games so um i could get behind chris paul but outside of that like unless we get news that steven adams is gonna sit and noel's gonna play um if they both sit i don't even have a clue who would be looking at diallo i guess Baisley. um like, those would be guys that, like, we'd be looking at. But, like, we'd really be looking at Vooch on the other side of this game if that yeah. were the case. So, um, just going to have to pay attention to the injury news here because this could open up a lot. Um, on the Magic side, you know, I think that Fultz has been a guy that, like, his usage has been really solid here. His minutes have been solid, but the price isn't fantastic. Um, Aaron Gordon's price is definitely kind of juicy here. But, you know, the main target for the Orlando Magic is Vucevic. Yeah, it's a butcher bust for me. You know, 8-3 on uh, both sides, Strappings and Fandle. I think that's just too cheap. 
and the matchup could get really juicy if both Noel and Adams are out. You know, um, I think if, if those two are both out, Gallinari will play a bit more at the five, and obviously he's an under, he would be an undersized <laughs> center. Jeez. So he played 35 minutes last game. Muscala got in there a little bit too, but he's more of a stretch five. So, you know, whether those guys, whether either of those guys are in, Vooch could dominate either one. Um, and even Nerlens Noel, good shot blocker, but I think Vooch would have a little bit of a, a mismatch on him there with size. So Steven Adams could give him some trouble, obviously, a really good defender. But, you know, I think Vooch would be a really, really strong play at 8-3 on both uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Whether, you know, I, honestly, even if Adams does play, I'd be interested in it. But if Adams sits, I think it becomes a really strong play. And I think that's pretty much all I have interest in on the uh, Magic side. You could take a shot on Aaron Gordon don't love it, don't hate it, but um, yeah, and then you could you can go back to Markel Fultz if you want. You know, a little bit of concern with DJ Augustine coming back, or with uh, Mark, Michael Carter Williams coming back, but with Augustine still out, um, the minutes look pretty pretty strong for Markel Fultz. Probably be around 31, 32. So yeah, I, I think those would be the main two guys. But really, uh, I think Vooch could be a priority come uh, lock. All right, um, moving on here, we got Philly at Toronto, 217.5 total. Toronto favored by 5.5 in this game, and Bede still expected to be out here. Uh, what's standing out to you for Philly? Um, do, you, do you trust in the, the massive game Ben Simmons is coming off of where he shot, you know, 86%? <laughs> Man, yeah, uh, unreal game there. You know, not only did he do that, but he also had two blocks and five steals along with the 34-point triple-double. So the stats were definitely padded in that one. Uh, tough matchup here. Don't think I'll have too much interest in Simmons. The price has gone up a little bit. Um, I think there are some other point guards on the slate that we'll talk about in a little bit uh, that I like a pretty good amount. And, you know, I just think I'd rather pay, you know, $2,000 less for a guy like Chris Paul uh, than Ben Simmons. But I do have some interest in guys like Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Tobias Harris is still priced up a bit on uh, DraftKings. So I don't know if I would get to him there. I think I would prefer to just play Horford and uh, and Richardson. But you know, I I do think um, I do think he's okay on Fanduel, where he's sixty four hundred. The price actually went down a few hundred dollars over there. So that would be probably where the, my main interest would lie. But I think I think Horford would be a pretty good play, despite being in a, a somewhat tough matchup here in this one. I just think the price is too appealing for the minutes that he's going to play and how reliable he is. He might not have you know a sixty point upside but man it just feels like he's going to go out there and get you 35 40 um pretty much every night so i think horford and rich is going to be the ones that i i think i'm keying on the most on DraftKings with harris being a really strong play on FanDuel. yeah i'm i'm jumping off the ben simmons train here 9300 uh, like he he could have a triple double in any game uh, i've yeah. said this many many times on this podcast when he attacks like he did last game and he goes to the free throw line was 13 14 times like he could have big games. Like he's very active defensively when he's in those types of games. Um, so I think Ben Simmons is always a guy you could potentially look at. I just don't love this spot for him. I don't like the price. Um, I don't even love the price for Tobias. Like, you know, give me, give me some of these other guys in this price range, but like Tobias is probably my favorite play from Philly. And I just, I don't even love him. Um, I think you can play Horford. I think you can play Richardson just kind of have to kind of price shop those guys because yeah. the pricing on those guys have just come up where like what type of ceiling do these guys have, especially in this matchup. So that's where I kind of struggle a little bit when I'm looking at this team, because Toronto and Philly, both of these teams are top five in defensive efficiency over the last um, three weeks. So they're both playing good defense. Um, the Toronto side of things, like are they too cheap? Like I, I know like, did it just get to the point now where like they price adjusted too much? Um, because like Siakam sixty nine hundred, Lowry sixty six hundred, Van Vliet sixty six hundred. Like, are these guys just too cheap now? Yeah, I mean, initially looking at it, it does definitely feel that way. I think the one that is you know the most iffy for me, which is normally not the case. I think Siakam is by far the best player on this team, but I do think he's on a little bit of a minutes limit. You know, he hasn't exceeded thirty since coming back, so. Um, it appears that they're keeping a really close eye on his minutes, and uh, I would I would guess it's a 29, 30 minute limit. Um, so Siakam, you know, at that price, normally you're saying, okay, Siakam's 6,900 on DraftKings, let's do it. But you know, um, th there does appear to be a limit, so maybe his ceiling is a little bit capped by that. You know, I I never like to play Kyle Lowry, especially when Van Vliet is playing, but 6,600 is somewhat <laughs> too cheap. Yeah, it's just it's just about where I think you need to have some interest in. Um, I think I would prefer Lowry over Van Vliet. You know, and I think Van Vliet is 
possibly on a little bit of a limit as well. Come back from the somewhat extended injury. He was out, I think, two weeks. So uh, I think Lowry would probably be my top play from Toronto. I never really love it, but I never really hate it either with Lowry. He's kind of similar to Horford where you just feel pretty confident about a decent floor. Um, so I think he'd be a really strong cash play. And I, obviously, I think there would be other ways to go in tournaments, but um, I do think he's a okay, pro, okay play in tournaments based on that price tag alone, really. Yeah, I like that call. I think that, like, when you're looking at Lowry, I think he is a good, solid cash game play. Um, maybe you get off him in tournaments because, like, maybe he doesn't have the ceiling. But, like, I, I think, like, his floor here is, like, 5X. Like, uh, I yeah. think that <clears throat> he had a terrible game against Atlanta last time out and put up 28 fantasy points. So, that just kind of gives you an idea of, like, his floor. That's the lowest he's been in the last 10 games. He's been over 30 in every other game. So, um, I, I just think Kyle Lowry is just way too cheap here. Um, all right, we move on. We got Memphis at Boston. 233 total here. Boston favored by 7.5 in this game. Jalen Brown is questionable. Robert Williams is out. Uh, let's start here with Memphis. Anything standing out to you here for Memphis? Yeah, John Morant got a little bit of a price drop. Don't know if I still love it, but just, you know, if you want to take a shot at Morant, can't fall to you. You know, the minutes – the most appealing thing about John Morant right now is it appears that maybe they're just going to let him run out there for mid-30s minutes, 35, 33, and 37 over the last three games. He's been over 33 and four of the last five, so it just appears like Morant might kind of be being let loose a little bit. And obviously he's a stud, so, uh, you know, for fantasy, you know, the rates are amazing, um, kind of does it all for this team pretty much. So uh, mainly Morant, for me, does have some tournament appeal, but um, you can play Jaron Jackson in this spot, too. I think he's a little bit too cheap. 6500 on DraftKings, I think, is a little bit too cheap. You know, obviously, the main worry for him is his foul trouble. Hard to kind of project that. Don't think you can play Dylan Brooks again. I know he had a monster game in that one against New Orleans. But, um, you know, I just think the price hike is a little bit too much for me. 6200 now on DraftKings. So, I just don't find myself having too much interest in Brooks. So, for me, it's just the main two uh, studs. You can go back to Jonas Valanciunas if you want. The price is okay. You know, we saw him drop down to 21 minutes against New Orleans. I kind of uh, – we were talking about on Grinders Live, actually. I was talking about I had a little bit of worry about it because, you know, they rolled out Jackson Hayes at the five, so they were just going to be playing a little bit more quickly. And I kind of had a fear that Valanciunas would uh, lose some time because of that. So if you want to go back to Valanciunas, don't be too worried about the minutes decline there. He should be back to, you know, mid-20s with some upside for 30 here and there. But, yeah, for me it's just Morant and uh, Triple J. Yeah, like Morant, obviously, you know, we've just seen him take the next step here recently. The shot attempts way up. He's attacking, like, a few games in a row now. He's been one or two assists away from, like, double-doubles where we get those extra points. Like, he has triple-double upside. Like, Morant's obviously a guy, like, he's – Minnesota is just trying to push the pace um, as much as they possibly can. Uh, Memphis, not Minnesota, sorry. Um, Memphis, you know, they're a team all season that has been – in the top five they're in the top three here recently like they're just trying to push the pace so i think they're going to try to push boston as much as they possibly can in this game um for that reason i like dylan brooks too uh, i think he's an interesting tournament play like he's a guy that like can put up 20 fantasy points or 45 um you know it's all about like how he shoots the ball he shot the ball 25 times in new orleans last time out so uh, I don't hate Dylan Brooks on the spot for tournaments. And like you said, Triple J, I don't mind Valanciunas either, but um, I like Valanciunas like in matchups that like, I, I feel like they're going to need his size, you know, and like, I didn't like him against Golden State and he put up 62 fantasy points. So um, there's that. Um, the Boston side of things, um, obviously we're going to have to wait and see like, what's happening with Jalen Brown and this ankle injury. Um, if he were to sit, like, I think, you know, Tatum, Kimba, Smart, Hayward, all these guys get bumps, especially in this pace-up spot. Yeah, so looking, just looking at Fando prices real quick, these guys are just all way too cheap. Kemba, Jalen Brown, Hayward, they're all just too cheap. Obviously a really good matchup. Uh, Tatum is priced, I think, pretty fairly, but he's still a pretty good play in this matchup. Um, but, yeah, if Brown were to sit here, I think Hayward would be probably one of my favorite plays on FanDuel. I think he'd be a strong play on DraftKings as well. He's 5,800 on DraftKings, 5,600 on FanDuel. So just way too cheap for a guy who, you know, honestly, either way, I think he's going to play the minutes and then getting a, a nice little additional um, usage boost if Jalen Brown were to sit. I think that'd be a really interesting 
play over there. Um, I think Marcus Smart, if Jalen Brown sits, you can go right back to Marcus Smart. Obviously, he had the just massive game last time uh, Brown sat. Obviously, Kemba Walker was out in that one as well, so it's not quite the same thing, but he should still slide into the starting lineup again and pick up a few extra minutes. So I think um, primarily it'd be Hayward for me with some interest in Smart, but on FanDuel, I think Kemba Walker is just way too cheap as well. Uh, I, I like him on DraftKings too. I think you know he's another guy that when we're talking about Ben Simmons, I would rather save nearly two thousand dollars in DraftKings and play Kemba in a really good spot against Memphis than you know pay up you know in the mid nines for Ben Simmons. So I think those are the main. Guys. I think there's a lot of really strong plays here, and then if Jalen Brown sits, these guys just become even better plays. So I think right, right now. If if everyone plays, I think Hayward would still be a, a pretty strong play. Kemba would be a really strong play, especially on FanDuel. And then if Jalen Brown were to sit, I think uh, Marcus Smart gets a solid bump. And then you can always play Jason Tatum in this spot as well. Yeah, you know, I talked about this last um, – was it? I think it was the Milwaukee game. Kemba Walker and pay some spots this season has just been something yeah. that I have been really targeting. I don't expect him to go out and drop 40 points in this matchup like he did in the Milwaukee game. But, like, if you just – if you're if you're studying guys and you're looking at something, something stands out to you. Like Kimba and pace up spots is just stand out to me. Like it's not everyone. He's not going off in every single one, but he's definitely playing better in pace up spots than he is in pace down games. And this is one of the best pace up spots he's going to get uh, with Memphis playing this fast. So I I like the spot for Kimba a lot. Um, and you know Marcus Smart, like like you said, if we did get news that Brown's going to sit, I think Smart. Hayward, all these guys are very, very much in play here. Uh, Lakers at the Knicks, 225 total. Lakers favored by 10 in this game. Uh, Lakers, injury news-wise, they should be good to go with Anthony Davis probable. Um, Knicks, Barrett is out. Morris is questionable. DSJ is questionable. Lakers coming off of a kind of a blowout loss um, against Boston on Monday. Um, This is a spot they get back on track. It's just – how many quarters do we get LeBron? How many minutes do we get Davis from? Like, we have some studs on this slate. Um, are these guys you're looking at? Yeah, so, you know, looking at Anthony Davis's first half minutes, he played, you know, around, I think, 11 or 12 minutes. Uh, yeah, around 12 minutes in the first half. So, you know, you, you can do a quick, I guess, a little bit of a rough estimate. You double it, you get 24 minutes. And it looks like he might be a little bit limited still. If Anthony Davis... You know, if we get word that he has, you know, a limit at 30 or, you know, no limit at all, I think he's an amazing play, 9.9K on DraftKings. Uh, I think he'd be a really strong play. He's 10-9 on Fando, so not as good of a play over there. I think he's a little bit more expensive over there. But on on DraftKings, I would just try to get all of Anthony Davis. If I hear of no limitation or even if there's no word that he's officially limited, I think I would be willing to take a risk on it here. Obviously, there's – no chance that he's limited strictly due to them possibly blowing the Knicks out. That's how that's always in the realm of possibilities and anytime the Knicks are playing. But yeah, in this one, it's pretty much just Anthony Davis for me on the side of the Lakers. I think he could be a pretty interesting play depending on the minutes. Yeah, obviously minutes are going to mean everything um, when you're looking, potentially playing him here. So um, that's something you're going to have to pay attention to if you want to play AD like probably not going to end up there um i probably won't play lebron or anthony davis or rondo or any of these i like i just don't like the lakers here um yeah i just don't like the lakers here if this game stays close like if you're playing a few knicks like if if morris gets ruled out and you end up playing a few knicks and you want to run it back with lebron or anthony davis like don't let anybody talk you off of that um, that's not, you know, that's obviously game stacking is way different than having just overall like interest in a spot. Like right now, looking at this spot, I just don't have a lot of overall interest. And then on like the Knicks side, like I don't have a lot of interest in the Knicks either. Like Julius Randle, sure. Like I, I have no issues with Julius Randle. But outside of that, like, it, you know, Elf Payton maybe at 5,600. But, you know, who else do you like for, for the Knicks? Yeah, for me, it's mainly Elf. I think he gets a nice little bump with R.J. Barrett off the floor. Uh, if Marcus Morris plays, I think he could be somewhat interesting. Don't necessarily love it. I just don't really love the price on him. But um, I think Alfred Payton's cheap enough to where, you know, I know they're kind of similarly in price. But I think just based on the positional stuff, I think I'd prefer Elf in this one. And he'd be my, my go-to guy here if I am, you know, pairing someone with Anthony Davis. You can always play Randall. You know, obviously not a great matchup. 
does have a little bit of a revenge narrative if you're into that kind of thing going against his former team. But for me, I think Elf is the main one that gets a, a nice boost with uh, R.J. Barrett out. Yeah, and if Morris sits, uh, I wouldn't mind taking some shots on, like, Bobby Portis. <laughs> yeah. Good old Bobby Portis picking up extra five minutes here at 3,900. He's already kind of playing in that 17 to 20-minute range. So if we got news that Morris was going to sit, I think Bobby Portis, if he plays 25 minutes, has a really nice ceiling at 3,900. So definitely going to have to be watching that one. Uh, Washington at Miami, no total in this game. Hatcher, Marrera, Wagner both out. Um, Duncan Robinson out for Miami – or questionable, sorry, and Winslow's out. Um, let's start here with Washington. Tough matchup going up against um, Miami. Bradley Beal, though, I think is where we need to start. Played 33 minutes last time out. Like, that's all I needed to see at 7,200. Yeah, I mean, we've just kind of been waiting for this. You know, the price has been really juicy over the last – what four games that he's played or yeah four games so now we we finally see him get those minutes 33 minutes not a great matchup by any means but it's Bradley Beal and he's 7-2 so I think he's a really good play uh and that I think that's essentially it for me from the uh from the Washington side of things you know Bertans just appears like he just isn't getting all those minutes like he once was that might be because of injury because of the other the way other guys were playing when he was out whatever it may be I think it's just Beal for me on the Washington side yeah, and don't forget, like, Washington, they a lot of people want Bertans, too, so I don't know if they'll necessarily push him. Isaiah Thomas started last game, only played 18 minutes. I, I'm with you. Like, Bradley Beal, that's it. And, you know, even in a tough matchup, just because of the minutes that, you know, just because of the upside, the usage, everything that Bradley Beal gives us, like, that's the reason why, like, I have interest in him in this spot um, at his price point, even in a tough matchup. So, um, as far as the Miami side of things, like, Butler's expected back here. I think it's a really solid matchup, um, you know, for Bam. Um, maybe you take a shot on, like, none or one of these other guys, but, like, I don't love any of those guys. Yeah, I think Butler's a, a pretty good play here in this one. I think if Duncan Robinson sits, you can kind of rack your brain and see which wing you think is going to benefit the most. You know, it's really hard to tell because he got injured in the middle of the game but then ended up starting the uh, the second half. I believe it was Hero that checked in for him when he got hurt. But I'm not 100% sure about that. But either way, I think Derek Jones Jr. Uh, and Hero are going to be the ones kind of competing to to pick up the minutes in this one. You know, any kind of value that you can get with a guy who could potentially play 30 minutes, because Duncan Robinson was legitimately a guy that was playing around 38, 40 minutes over the last few games. So 38 in the last one, 35, 36, 39 over the last four games. So I know the last game was overtime, but still the minutes had just been monstrous for Duncan Robinson. So, so taking him out of the rotation potentially – to get more minutes to Jones or Hero, I think they would be uh, really strong plays if there was one that I had a lean on to, to get the minutes. I would assume it'd be Hero. The minutes have been really, really weak for him. You know, over the past couple weeks, really, you know, he's he's gone up and down. Really, seventeen and nine over the last two games. So, I prefer Hero. I think he's a little bit better of a fantasy option. So, I think I would like to take a shot on him. Obviously, in a really good matchup, he will. He they're not afraid to play him in a blowout. So, I, I like Hero a lot. If Duncan Robinson sits in this one, but. If he plays, um, I think it'd be Butler and Bam for me. I just, I just don't think the price is very high on Bam, and it's definitely not too high on Butler. So I think they're really strong plays and a really good matchup. And it makes a lot of sense to you know pair somebody with Beal. So um, Butler, Bam, and Hero would be probably my favorite three. The other guy that could sneakily find, fly under the radar uh, if Duncan Robinson didn't play is Derek Jones Jr. Um, yeah. You know, maybe maybe he plays 28, 29 minutes. Like, he's 3,900. Um, you know, that's somebody. But James Johnson, those guys are all kind of interesting. Um, I honestly, I, I just kind of hope Robinson plays so I don't really have to think about it. I can just play Bam, Bam in the spot. Like, Kendrick Nunn, I think, has some really solid um, upside in this matchup. But, you know, he's, gonna, he's, he's very up or down. Um, very hit or miss. So, you have to, you have to know that going in. I don't know if you guys can hear my kid crying, but uh, he's teething and it's not fun. Um, Clippers at Atlanta taking on the Hawks. Um, I feel so bad for my wife right now. Um, no total in this game. Obviously, it's a back-to-back for the Clippers. Um, you know, this game just kind of finished up as we were getting going here. And haven't seen any news yet um, as far as these guys. But, um, you know, I know Paul George is getting close. So I wouldn't be shocked if like Paul George plays and um, 
you know, like Paul George plays and like Kawhi sits. Patrick Beverly um, hurt his groin in the game on Tuesday. So like he could potentially sit here. Um, on the Atlanta side of things, Alex Lynn is questionable and Jabari Parker is still out. Clippers are tough here to break down, but like if we get some guys sitting here, like obviously we're going to be loving this juicy matchup against Atlanta. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, it's hard to assume that Beverly's going to play in this one. You know, I know it's, you know, I don't like to assume, but to think that he's going to play after, you know, leaving the game, not returning with a groin injury. Now they're going, you know, to Atlanta on a back to back. I just think he's going to probably sit. Obviously, that could change, so make sure you're monitoring that news. But if he sits, we saw Landry Shamit play 36 minutes in the game against Dallas. So, you know, a guy who is at the very least, a guy who isn't afraid to shoot, you know, most of the time it just comes from him while he's sitting in the corner and catches a, you know, and then shoots. He doesn't really do too much outside of that. But, you know, he's going to play a ton of minutes, especially if Beverly sits. He's played, you know, 30 and 32 over the last two games. And now with Beverly out, could pick up, you know, Five, five or six more even, really. So we could have some upside for major minutes here in this one. Um, so he'd be, you know, a value piece to monitor. I would also assume that if Paul George does play, he'd be limited in some sort, but he's a guy who can get it done in limited fashion and a really good matchup. So it's all going to come down to the how the injuries shake out here. I think for me right now, if Kawhi plays, Paul George sits again. I think Kawhi is a really, really strong play. Um, if Paul George plays, don't know how much I love it. Wouldn't be surprised if they if they do sit Kawhi. So make sure once again you're keeping your eye on that. Um, Lou Williams is another guy who I could see them potentially giving a few more minutes to. You know, when you take Beverly out of the equation, you got to plug him in with somebody, and they're not starting Lou Williams. So I'm guessing Shamit's going to get the start at the true point guard position rather than the two, and then you know Lou Williams will probably be subbing in earlier than normal or, or maybe more often than normal and picking up some more minutes at the point guard. So Lil Williams could be really interesting. He's 7-3 on, on DraftKings, so that's not too appealing. But uh, the FanDuel price at 6-3 is really interesting. So I, I think Lil Williams is a really good play on, on uh, FanDuel, probably better than, than on DraftKings. But I think Shaman is probably going to be one of the stronger value plays of the day if Beverly sits once again. Yeah, I like um... – I like Lou. I hate playing Shamit, but I agree with yeah. you. <laughs> Nobody likes playing Shamit, that's for sure. I think Lou Williams is the biggest bump here. Um, yep. Just in general, like if we got news that George sits and Kawhi sits, like Jamichael Green would be interesting. Oh, yeah. um, McGruder would be a guy that could pick up some minutes. Like, you know, you're just going to have to kind of watch the injury news here. On the Atlanta side of things, like, Trey Young has been absolutely fantastic here. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit in that Detroit game that kind of blew, blew out. But, like, if Kawhi sits, I think this game stays closer and I have more interest in playing a guy like Trey Young. But if Kawhi plays and George plays, like, I probably won't play too much Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, if if they do play – or, if, if sorry, if, if Kawhi plays and Paul George sits, it does make sense to pair those two together, you know. Obviously, if Kawhi's going to have a big game – it's going to be because this game's staying close. And honestly, to be brutally honest, I think the only way the game stays close is if Trey Young helps him do that. Uh, these Hawks have played better at home so far this season, so maybe you know, Trey Young has a has a big game and helps Kawhi back along. Back to back, too, for Clippers. Yeah, true. So, you know, I think that's really the only way um, I see, you know, a lot of tournament upside for, for that duo. But I do think pairing Trey Young with Kawhi makes a little bit of sense. Um, one more thing about the Clippers, I didn't mention it, but B, you guys want to might want to look at to see who replaces Beverly in the starting lineup. I think that'll be the big, biggest indicator of who's going to take the minutes. I think it'll be either be Magruder or Green. So just real quick, I think that those guys would be pretty strong value plays too. Um, but yeah, on the Atlanta side, it's just Trey Young for me. I, I think you can, you could take a shot on on Jeff Teague. You know, if you wanted to, we saw him play 25 minutes one game in a blowout, and then 11 minutes in the other. So maybe if you think the game's going to blow out, you know, maybe Teague benefits, but. You know, Herder takes a, a pretty massive, you know, back seat to that, that secondary point guard spot with Jeff Teague out or Jeff Teague in. So uh, I think it's just Trey Young for me on this side. Yeah, you know, we're obviously going to have to just kind of watch Herder over the next, you know, week or so. And, you know, this might be a spot where, like, he's got to get used to this new role. But, you know, we're already starting to see the usage dip. And the prices dip too. So, like – that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to, yeah. you know, I'm waiting to pounce on the price. One more bad game, um, Kevin Herter. One more bad game. Yeah. Like, don't don't I mean, find your mesh yet. Like, one more bad game. So. Yeah, I mean, he's still a really good shooter and a really good rebounder, so he could definitely still have upside, but it just sucks because, you know, he's not going to have that 20% assist rate anymore. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't assume. So, 
uh, he could still be a, a really good play for DFS when you know, maybe when that price does come down, like you mentioned. But yeah, he's someone to definitely keep an eye on. All right, moving on here. We got Minnesota at Chicago, 219 total. Minnesota favored by one in this game. Layman's out on the Chicago side. Wendell Carter Jr., Gafford, Porter, all still out. Um, let's start here with Minnesota. You know, Carol Anthony Towns played 35 minutes um, last time out. You know, he didn't crush us. Let's just be honest. Like, he put up 50 fantasy points, but he didn't crush us. He was 9,900. We were kind of waiting to see, like, if he was going to get the minutes, if, you know, if they were going to play him out, you know, roll him out there for 35 minutes. But now he gets a matchup against Chicago, the worst rebounding team in basketball. Um, any interest here in Minnesota and Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, I think you just needed to see that one game with him getting the minutes again. And now I think Carl Anthony Towns is probably one of my favorite spend-ups here on the slate. Not only are they terrible at rebounding, but they also allow, you know, the most blocks in the entire league. So – you really can't design a better matchup for centers. So I, I love Cat in this one. No real, no real worry on the minutes anymore after uh, he got – you said 35. So, uh, yeah, let's fire up Cat. Um, Napier probably going to stay around 30 minutes now with Teague gone. Um, I was hoping Culver would, you know, continue to play really solid. He just had a really bad game. Like, it was, it was an ugly game. You know, anytime you, you shoot two for eight, you know, you turn the ball over a couple times. Like, it was just not a good game for him. Um, but, yeah, like, nobody else really, like, standing out as, like, must plays here for me on the Minnesota side. Um, you know, I don't hate Napier. I don't hate Culver. I don't hate Covington. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be consistent, but I don't think he has a ton of upside. I just, you know, it's probably Carl Anthony Towns. If you're going to play Cat, you know, you can run it back with Levine. He's been all over the place. This is obviously a really good pace-up spot, you know, when we're looking at Chicago. They're a team like 15th. Minnesota team that has been top 10 in pace all season. So, um, you know, obviously a nice pace-up spot here for Chicago. You look at the last three weeks, Chicago's like 22nd and Minnesota's 10th. So, um, what are we looking at here with Chicago? Uh, I think my favorite option for from the Bulls is Chris Dunn in this one. You know, 4,900 on DraftKings. Uh, point guard is a little bit of a, you know, a stacked position, so maybe on FanDuel it's harder to play, but he does have small forward eligibility on DraftKings. So, like that a little bit over there. Um, but other than that, you know, despite it being a really good matchup, I don't know if I love, you know, any other guys outside of Dunn. I just think Markkinen's a pretty strong play. Um, should be, you know, out there for around 30 minutes again. I know he's been really bad this year, but – Good matchup. So I think Mark would be the guy that I really would be most, you know, willing to take a shot on in this one. Um, 5,100 on Fandle. That price is really cheap over there. So Mark and Dunn for me. And I, I really don't like Dunn on Fandle because point guard is really strong, but uh, I think he's okay on, on DraftKings. All right. Yeah, I don't have any, I don't have much more to add outside of that. Denver at Houston, 228.5 total here. Houston favored by 8.5. Um, you know, Gary Harris is doubtful. Millsap's out. Murray's out. Mason Plumley's out. And then on the Houston side, Rivers is questionable. Green and Nene continue to be out. Um, let's start here with Denver. You know, Jokic put up 40 last game. Nothing crazy, fantasy point-wise. He had a decent game. But, like, we're finally starting to see Michael Porter Jr. kind of get unleashed here. This is a fantastic matchup for him um, going against Houston. The price is definitely up. Will Barton is another guy that, like, he could absolutely crush in this matchup. They're expensive, but, like, I think both of those guys have a legit ceiling in this spot. And even, like, a guy like Jeremiah Grant um, at 5,600. Yeah, I think Plumlee being out is just it's – it's a little bit of a sneaky upgrade, but it's a massive upgrade for both Grant and Porter because now I think Jeremy Grant's going to be playing some five when Jokic is off the floor. I really don't see – who else they could run out there for a significant amount of time at the five other than Grant, which is going to force Porter to play more minutes as well. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised to see a little bit of a, a switch in the starting lineup, maybe see Michael Porter slide into that starting rotation and therefore Grant would you know, be bumped to the secondary center spot. Not saying that, you know, I have any really real strong fits of that, but I just wouldn't be too surprised if that did happen. But either way, I think these guys play a ton of minutes. Um, we saw 32 from Grant last game. We saw 30 from Michael Porter Jr. last game. And, you know, I, I think they're both good plays. I would play them both again, even at this price tag on DraftKings. On FanDuel, I think they're amazing plays. 5-3 for Porter, 4-2 for Grant still. <laughs> prices haven't adjusted on those two over there. They and, don't, the prices don't adjust, haven't adjusted this season on anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But, play whoever you want. 
Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned that, you know, they're playing Houston. So it's going to be a pace-up spot a, 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 against nobody that's going to be defending them. So it's just a really good matchup for them. So I think those two are really strong plays. Uh, and then we haven't even talked about Jokic yet, who is a really strong play. But, man, when you're when you're playing two guys, especially, you know, I play mostly on Fanduel, and I'm really confident I'm going to have Grant and or Porter in a lot of my lineups. So am I really going to be playing three Nuggets? And if that's the case, you got to have some Houston guys, you know, to have some correlation. And then we haven't even talked about Will Barton yet, who's also a really strong play. He's only 6'5 on Fanduel, another price that really hasn't corrected. We've seen how good he's been playing, you know, the secondary point guard minutes there. Um, so, yeah, I think all four of those guys are really good plays. I would definitely want to say, hey, have maybe one to two in every lineup with maybe even three. Um, yeah, so I, I really like all four of these guys. And then you can even play Monty Morris too. You know, he played – 35 minutes last game, played 28 minutes before. He's playing a ton of minutes. The usage really hasn't been great. You know, last year when we saw Monty Morris play with Murray out, the usage was pretty good, and he was really good, um, a really good permanent producer. We haven't really seen that so far in the three or four games where Murray's been out, but I think you can take a shot on him again. So don't forget about Monty Morris, but this has got to be, you know, the spot that you're looking to target in this one. Yeah, like we really haven't seen him go over 20% usage yet. Um, yeah you know, 16 and a half against Minnesota. Like this is another spot that I think you can look at, you know, this game, another game that's going to be pretty fast. Um, Houston's been playing tremendously fast here recently. Denver plays pretty slow. So this is one of the biggest pace bumps on the entire slate. And um, Monte Morris is cheap enough that he's obviously a guy you want to be considering here. um, If you're mass multi-entering. From looking at all these guys on the Denver side, obviously we got to go to the Houston side. You know, yep. Westbrook coming off of a monster game, but he's really had three strong, strong games in a row now. Um, what are we looking at here on Houston? Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, it's not as good of a matchup as on this side, but I'm definitely interested in Westbrook. I have a pretty significant amount of interest in Westbrook here. Obviously, you got to want to bring it back here with all the interest I have. And, man, he's just been, he's been so good. And, you know, it kind of feels more so like he's really taking – a little bit more control over his game, over the over this team, and you know, obviously the triple double upsides there, night in and night out with Westbrook, he does it all for the team. So I think Westbrook's the guy that is the number one option for me. I think Harden's, you know, obviously fine. He's got the upside. He, he just sucks at shooting now. Apparently, he was like one for twenty-seven from three last game. Uh, I think it was actually like one for eighteen, but still is brutal. He shot. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. It was so bad. But uh, yeah, so I think I think I would definitely prefer Westbrook over Harden yeah so I think that I think it's mainly just Westbrook I feel like I should have more interest than I do you can play Capella as well in, in tough-ish matchup but yeah I think I just love Westbrook pairing him with like two or three nuggets yeah that's kind of where I'm at too like if I'm looking at all these Denver guys like I, I think like this is a spot you could potentially not stack anybody from Houston either um yeah. but if I was gonna stack it it would, it would be capella or westbrook like capella if i want to go on the cheaper side you know westbrook like i know it's not the greatest matchup for capella but he could he could go for 40 plus in the spot and like if harden does just enough and gets like 60 he's not gonna kill me so it's crazy when you're like oh guy could go for like 60 fantasy points and not kill me so yeah yeah um moving on we got the pacers at the suns 222 and a half total here pacers favored by one aaron holiday is questionable baines is out kaminsky's out and cameron johnson is questionable anything standing out to you here for the pacers uh deandre or sorry for the pacers sorry i got a little bit ahead of myself i'm so excited you did about, i'm so excited about deandre and i just couldn't even hold back uh no but malcolm Brogdon, i'm pretty excited about as well um, the minutes really sucked against the Utah Jazz in the last game and that blowout, but obviously tough to expect that again in this one. Brogdon's still way too cheap. I know we keep poking fun at Vandal, but you, you mentioned it on the last podcast we did together. At least they're being consistent about it. You know, it's not up and down, and we're just pulling our hair out. We're just kind of used to it at this point. So at least they're remaining, you know, consistent. So for me, Brogdon, I think, is a really, really strong play. Um, don't know if I love Sabonis I don't really like playing these two guys together and I like Brogdon a whole lot so I think um, Brogdon could be one of my favorite plays in the slate and I think I'm just leaning him over everybody else Brogdon's too cheap again like yep. there, there's some mispricing on DraftKings today and Brogdon's a guy that like they got blown out by Utah last game okay um perfectly you know when teams get blown out um obviously you know stuff like that's gonna happen so you can't really just 
base it off of one spot, one game. Um, you know, so I think Brogdon probably the only guy. I think you can place a bonus in any matchup. You know, he's a guy that has a ceiling. Like he's a guy that could go for fifty plus fantasy points in any matchup. Like so, like he's a guy that you could potentially look at. Like he's gone for over fifty now in what two, four times in the last seven games. You know, over forty seven and in seven of the last ten games. So like obviously Sabonis is a guy you could always play. The the matchups don't really matter with Sabonis. Like if he has a good game, he's gonna have a good game. So um yeah, go ahead. I'll let you run with DeAndre Aiden. I, I know you're excited. Yeah, after my false start, I'm I'm finally ready to go. But with with no Baines, no Kaminsky, the minutes are just gonna be massive here. Like they really don't have any way around it. Aiden's gonna have to play as much as he can really handle, especially when you consider they have Sabonis and Turner on the other side of things. So, you know, it's not the greatest matchup by any means, but we've seen DeAndre Ayton have massive games against tough matchups. You saw him do it against Boston, New York. So, you know, I'm I'm really loving DeAndre Ayton in this one. Uh, I think he's a really strong play. FanDuel, I think he'll be my number one center. He's 8,200 over there. DraftKings, 8,600. I think that's a, an okay price as well. I, I don't think it's, you know, anything saying he's way underpriced, but I think it's definitely fine. I think you're projecting him in the middle the mid 30s for for minutes with potential upside for more so yeah i think Aiden's probably one of my favorite plays on the entire slate definitely my favorite play from this game and that's saying a lot because i do like uh i do like broaden quite a bit i think booker's an okay play as well i don't like him as much now that you know he's gone off really without rubio off with rubio off the floor and with Ubre off the floor over the past couple games so the price has gone up a little bit but um yeah i, I think he's still an okay play uh, but I, I just love Aiton. I think you can play those two guys together if you want. I think it's a nice little mini game stack in this one, and it could be contrarian because I don't think this game's anything with a massive total or should have a ton of interest. But yeah, I think I'm just all all the Aiton for me. Yeah, Booker's another guy that like he's another guy that I feel like it's the same thing that I just said about Sabonis when Booker's shooting the ball well. Yeah, he can put up forty actual points, um, and he's gonna take the shots. Like, let's just be realistic. The dude's gonna go out and put up plenty of shots and if this game stays closed so booker ayton the two guys that i have the most interest from um if rubio was cheap anywhere maybe you take shots on him but like i just don't love the price for him um he has been much better at home this season than he has been on the road so yeah he is um, on fanduel so that is pretty cheap over there so you, you can play anybody you want on fanduel though like <laughs> anybody you want like you want to play you want to play Harden, westbrook lebron all those guys together you probably do that um yep probably could i was joking but it's probably true <laughs> yeah san antonio at new orleans 236 total here new orleans favored by four in this game Derek favor is the only injury news that we're relating on he's questionable but um everybody's ready for zion to make his debut here uh we'll talk about that in a second we got to start with san antonio we always start with the visiting team um this is a national tv game right like yep. i'm pretty sure that yeah so um what do we like here for the spurs yeah, so LaMarcus Aldridge, I think, is criminally priced on DraftKings, 6800 over there. Vandal actually bumped his price up a little bit, seven five. But on DraftKings, I think Lamar, LaMarcus Aldridge is just way, way too cheap. I like him a pretty good amount. And I like DeJounte Murray a little bit, too. So, you know, I feel like, you know, this game was actually flexed to to primetime game just for Zion, which kind of seems sort of silly because I think he's going to play like 10 minutes. But, you know, I feel like the Spurs could potentially get up for this one considering, you know, everyone's the entire league is you know getting hyped around a rookie so I wouldn't be surprised to see this be a big game obviously it's even a really good matchup whether or not they get up for it but um, Aldridge and Murray for me you can always play DeRozan I think you know he's been really really good you know I'm kind of eating my words over him I was giving him too much hate on the morning grind podcast uh, I think like a month or two ago but so I'm eating my words on that a little bit considering he's played really well but I would prefer Aldridge and Murray over here in this one I do think they're pretty good plays in a good matchup yeah, um, all lies on New Orleans and Zion Williamson, but let, let's be real. All lies here on a guy like DeRozan, like LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, you know, I talked about Patty Mills and Forbes last time out. Patty Mills didn't do nothing, but Forbes um, had a really strong game against Phoenix last time out. Um, I ended up swapping off him late swap on Monday for um, – one of the Golden State guys, I can't remember. I think it was Poole. Um, costing like seven points, but it was still a strong day. Um, yeah, like for me, 
I like the two studs. I think like a guy like Derek White could benefit from like a pace up spot here. Like if he were to get the minutes, like Murray could benefit if he was going to get the minutes. Like Dejounte Murray has some really strong upside if he was going to play thirty minutes in this game. If this game was going to stay close, yeah. but you know I, his minutes are just so all over the place that like I'd have to be running out one hundred fifty teams before I start making um, Murray. I, I make him on my other set of one hundred fifty teams. Um, <laughs> the joke's never going to get old. On the New Orleans side of things, Zion Williamson, the report was 15 to 20 minutes. Um, I, I don't know if that's enough at 5K for me to play him on a 12-game slate. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if he's going to be popular or not. I, I don't think there's any way, any way I play him. I'm kind of hoping he's popular. 15 to 20 minutes for the, their franchise. Like don't, get, like, don't get it wrong. He's their franchise now. Uh, and he's out. He's been out what three months. I I would be surprised if he gets twenty. I I would literally be surprised. I said ten, joking around. I would be absolutely surprised if he gets twenty minutes. If he's popular, just throw it away. Five K. If he's three K, sure maybe. Um, but no, just I I don't think you can play him here. I just think it's really tough. It, it, he's exciting. He could be really good. You know, we saw him flash a little bit in preseason, but I just I just don't think you can do it. You know I. I'd be surprised if he plays uh, 20 minutes. So there are some other injuries. Kendrick Williams is out, and I believe some of these other guards are questionable. Like Hart and Reddick, are they questionable, right? So Or Reddick's probable. Hart's Reddick's probable. Yeah, the yeah, only so, person favors is the only questionable person. Yeah, so uh, we saw we saw Drew Holiday really get after it in that last game. He played 32 minutes. So I think you could go back to, to Holiday here in this one, who he's pretty he's pretty cheap, 8-1 eight, eight, compared to Brandon Ingram, 8-9. I think that's an okay price. But, um, yeah, I think for me mainly it's Holiday from this one. You can always play Ingram. I know he was really bad in that last game uh, shooting-wise and really just pr- production-wise. But yeah, you can play either of those guys, really. And then if Reddick's out or if, uh, if Hart's out, you might see a guy like uh, Etwan Moore pick up a few extra minutes. I don't know if you really go there on a 12-game slate, but he played 21 minutes last game, and then if Hart comes out, you know, he might pick up a few more. Just someone to at least note for value because um, I think this might be a slate where we need we, – we're going to want to play some value, guys. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's mainly just Ingram and Holiday. Yeah, like, I don't think I could play Zion. Like, unless, like, he comes in at, like, 3 to 5% ownership, maybe I'll roll him out there. But I think the guy – like, if Favor sits, I don't think anybody really takes a bump or, like, a downgrade here. Like, if Favors plays, I think J.J. Redick moves to the bench, um, you know, and becomes a bench roll type guy. But – I don't really love anything here. Um, I like the game stack. Like, if I'm running at 150 teams, I probably run, like, 20 to 25 game stacks of this game. Like, there's so many different ways you can stack this game. It has a massive total. Like, this is going to be one of the better fantasy games on the slate. It's just trying to figure out where it's going to come from. Um, and, and, like, you know, Drew and those guys, obviously, they have – tremendous amount of upside ingram is just so expensive it's tough to play him with these yeah. guys back i keep leaning towards like lonzo ball but that's just because like i've been playing him a ton recently and yeah can't talk myself off of it yeah i mean it was nice to see him stay mid-30s with holiday coming back and holiday played you know he's earned it yeah exactly so that is definitely interesting i think he's a guy who should continue to get those minutes um if favors and okafor said i think Nicolo Melli is a is a pretty sharp player. I don't really know how to spell his name or say his name. So played 29 minutes last game. So Melli could be pretty solid. He actually ended up starting the second half over Jackson Hayes last one or last time. So maybe he even gets in the starting lineup if Okafor and Favors are out. So he could be another value play too. Um. All right. Last game here is Utah at Golden State. No total in this game. Um, Evans is questionable. Looney and Bowman are out. Um, who knows? Golden State roll these guys out so much. Yeah. Um, let's start here with Utah. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell finally starting to get a price increase. Uh, good matchup here against Golden State, averaging 43 fantasy points against them this season. What do you like here for Utah? Yeah, you say he gets a, a price increase, but not if you flip over to FanDuel. He's 6-2 over there. So, um, Kyle, you can play anybody you want on FanDuel. <laughs> I know, but I think Mitchell is uh, a special case. I think he's a lock over there. You know, I think it's really hard not to play him, especially in cash. Gets the, the matchup against the Warriors. 6,200, you know, Mike Conley coming back. I don't really think yeah, – he might move back in the starting lineup, up and down on that. I don't really know. But I think 
either way, Mitchell's going to get his shots up. We've seen him continuously get nearly 20 shots per game. So um, I think Mitchell is just an absolute lock on FanDuel. I think he's a good play on DraftKings too. And um, I'm not sure if I have any interest in anyone else outside of uh, Mitchell in this one. Doesn't really make sense. It's a really good matchup, but it's a 12-game slate, so a lot of guys have good matchups. So I think mainly Mitchell's a priority for me, especially on FanDuel. You can go play uh, your man Jingles if you want to, but uh, for me it's just Mitchell. I don't think you play Jingles at Conley back. Like, it just takes away Jingles, you know, point guard minutes a little bit, just even enough to make a difference. Um, Yeah, like, I don't love a lot here. You know, Royce O'Neal, he's been playing decent minutes. Um, You know, if Clarkson were to play minutes in this game, he could have a solid production gate. Like, Rudy Gobert is going to be fine in this spot. Bogdanovich is going to be – Bogdanovich is going to be fine in this spot. Like, I just don't love anybody outside of Mitchell. And then on the Golden State side of things, like D'Angelo Russell at 8K is still a guy that I'd roll out there in tournaments just because, like, his usage is going to be insane. It's going to be insanely high every time he's on the floor. Um, If Alec Burks were to come off the bench or start, really, like, I want him to come off the bench. I've talked about this many times, but – at 6,400, I think he's another guy that you could potentially play that has a ceiling. But what are you doing with uh, Golden State? Is anything like Draymond's cheap, but like his minutes are all over the place too? Yeah, I mean, Draymond's been really frustrating because the minutes have been all over the place as well as, you know, there have been times where like last game they said he was going to be perfectly fine to go. And then middle of the day uh, after the lock actually popped up on the injury report. So, um, you mentioned it, you know, these Warriors are always rolling people out and always calling people up from the G league. So just keep an eye on that. You know, we're obviously really early with this podcast. So make sure you keep an eye on that. The guy that I have a, so a pretty significant amount of interest in is Damian Lee. I think he's a pretty strong play. I know Glenn Robinson's probable in this one and him being out has resulted in Damian Lee really getting the ceiling worth of minutes. So he played 39, in the last one overtime game, but, uh, 33, the one before that. So he's going to play He's gonna play a good amount of minutes, probably be around 30. I agree with you. I think Burks is a pretty strong play, especially if he comes off the bench. Um, they've shown, you know, a willingness to play Pascal a ton of minutes, and they've shown – they went out of their way in the overtime game against Portland to get him shots over D'Angelo Russell. I have no, no idea why they did it, but they were trying to get Pascal shots over D'Angelo Russell. So they're making – D'Angelo Russell was gassed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's he a, was gassed. That's a good point. He looked gassed all game, though. I don't know what – he must have been uh, – partying a little bit too much on Sunday night. But, yeah, he, lo- he looked like he was slow all game. But, you know, I think you can play him in this one too. Uh, it makes sense to have a guy like him if you're playing D'Angelo, uh, Donovan Mitchell. So, D'Angelo Russell is a pretty strong play for me. But I think it's mainly just Russell and Burks. Kerr's letting Russell just shoot too. Like, the dude was yeah. pulling up from half court. <laughs> yeah. um, before we play the morning grind game, I just want to make a note that um, the Clippers did say that there's a good chance that um, – Kai, Kai Kawhi does not play. Um, okay. He's supposed to be rested on the second half of back-to-back. So we talked about that situation as we were going through. Um, but Paul George is really close. He joined the team on Tuesday in Dallas. So there's a good chance that Paul George plays. Um, so just going to have to kind of watch that one. But it doesn't sound like Kawhi is going to play. So that should um, – like I love Lou Williams. Like uh, that's what I was getting at. Love Lou Williams. Yeah. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to use DraftKings pricing under 8K to get 6X um, or under seven under 5K to go 7X. I was looking at baseball. <laughs> I have my baseball one right next to the basketball one. I was looking at it. I should probably uh, name them. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm, I'm gonna go with Melly on this one, Nicolo Melly. I think, you know, if there's a, a chance that favors Noga for both sit, he's going to play, you know, around 30 minutes. Pretty strong matchup here against uh, against the Spurs, so I think he's a guy who could potentially that, that could obviously change if both of those guys or even maybe even one of those guys are in. But there's a lot of injury news that could change guys, so uh, I'm gonna go with Nicolo Melli. I'm gonna go with Monte Morris. Um, pace up spot. He probably doesn't get seven X, but I think he has a a, a legit shot at seven X. Um, where I don't feel like there's a ton of guys that have like upside to go seven X here, so. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Monte Morris over 8k to under 5x who's your bust today I'm going with LeBron you know not don't feel great about it uh, obviously going against the greatest of all time as some some people like to call it that's what the kids like to say these days but uh, yeah I think the price is a little bit too high he's probably the least likely uh, guy over in this price range that I do play so I'm gonna go with LeBron 
Um, I'm going to go Jokic. Shouldn't shock anybody. Um, like, um, he just like, – how often does, like, Jokic actually burn you? Like, twice a point. month, three times a month? Like, maybe? like Once a uh, month, yeah. I, fading, fading him is so much better than playing him. <laughs> and, like, I think Jokic is a good basketball player. I don't want anybody to ever – like, I just don't think he's a good fantasy basketball player. I think he has a ceiling in any matchup, but I just I don't know. I don't love playing Jokic. Um, favorite six X play, who do you got? It's tough because he's he's a little bit expensive, but I'm gonna go with DeAndre Ayton. You know, I, I've been hyping him up. I think he goes for like sixty in this one. So uh obviously a lofty, you know, projection or I guess hope for Ayton, but I really like him in this one. And I think he's gonna be a guy who's out there as much as he can really. I think he's good but I wouldn't be surprised if he plays thirty eight minutes. So I'm gonna go with Ayton. I think I'm going to take Sweet Lou, man. I think I'm going to take Lou Williams. I really like the spot for him. Now now assuming that Kawhi is going to play or yeah. sit, like I think Lou is a guy that could easily go for 40, 45 plus in the spot. So uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Yeah, this one's tough because there's a lot of really good plays. So to really get weird, I feel like it could be a little bit tougher. I mean, I think a lot of guys are going to be low-owned. So um it's, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Michael Porter Jr. I don't know if he's gonna be weird. Do you, you think it'll be weird? I don't know. He's just really expensive on Fanduel. At his or, price, I'm, I don't think he will be. I think he'll be over. Uh, like I think he'll be fine on Fanduel, but he'll be under on DraftKings. Yeah. So on on DraftKings, I agree. I think he's gonna be a little bit too expensive um, for people to really feel confident jamming him in. And I think he could be a little bit weird. And with Plumlee out, I'm not really worried about his minutes too much at all. Um, a lot of times for Porter, you have to really rely on him to get hot, which with the way he's been playing seems really realistic but uh, with Plumlee out I think the minutes feel a lot more safe so I'm gonna go with Michael Porter Jr. Uh, as the weird play of the day yeah I was trying to figure mine out like I struggle I think that man like keep like going back and forth on a few guys I'm just trying to figure out which one I think will be lower own I'm gonna go with Elf Payton I think that like on a 12-game slate against the Lakers. I don't think a lot of people will play Elf here. So I'm going to go with Elf Payton as my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day. Um, game selection question, what's standing out to you today? FanDuel, DraftKings, doesn't matter. Any site that you play on. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the with the FanDuel. Um, $15, three-entry max, the NBA swingman. Um, another another contest that I play every single day. Um, nice little prize up top, 1500 up top. Pretty balanced across, and, you know, three maxes are the contests that I love. And only only 941 people in it, so it's not massive, and I think it's a pretty solid payout. So the $15 swingman on FanDuel. All right, I like that. Um, uh, you know, I've been talking about tiers contests a lot. Like I talked about them yesterday strategy-wise. So I, I do think there's a bunch of different ways that you can approach tiers contests and um, – I had a tournament that I really liked, and now I can't find it. Um, man, so unprepared today. I'm going to go with the $12 pick and roll on DraftKings. Um, I wish it paid out more. It only pays out 21.5%, which is not fantastic, but top 10 is getting less than 30%. Uh, Mid-cash is over 2x. Like, I wish they would have went down to like 1.75x on min-cash and bumped up um, – how many spots it pays, but I, I do think this is a really strong tournament. I don't think the payout structure today is as strong as it has been recently. Um, I'm kind of just saying this tournament because I completely clicked off the screen and lost the tournament that I wanted to talk about. So um, just keeping it real with you guys. I, I do also think like I, I talked about this tournament last week, the $27 single entry tournament on DraftKings is really strong too. It's just you got to pay attention to the top 10. It's paying out too much to the top 10 this week. So, um, yeah, there's that. All right, give me your um, your favorite over-under here. Yeah, so I believe the Houston and Denver game is at 228 right now, so I'm going to take the over on that one. I think, you know, obviously a pace-up spot for Denver, who they can score. They're a really good team. So I think it wouldn't be surprised to see this game you know, find, find, their, find its way in the 230s. And I really like this game from a DFS perspective. So selfishly hoping for a lot of points, and I like this game a lot, so I'm going to go with the over. All right. Um, I'm actually, like, so I, I fired up SharpSide, the app over here. You know, we have the street contest going on over there. If you guys haven't checked it out, um, 
there's a ton of details. So I'm going to, I'm going to lock in my lock like this early. And I had, you know, I lost my streak. I actually went over on the, on the game, um, the, the Clippers Dallas game. So I lost my streak that I had going. I'm going to lock in the over on the Orlando magic game at two Oh nine. I think it's just a little too low. Um, so that's going to be my lock bet over there on the sharp side app. Uh, that's the one that I'm looking at here today. I'm going to take the over. And I don't think it goes over by much. I think it ends up at like 213, 214, 215. I just think 209, I think I have a little bit of leeway with that one. So, um, again, yeah, if you haven't checked out the Chart Side app, ton of fun. Um, you know, like I said, you know, the street contest going on, you can read all about it if you go to contests and hit the top and read the rules. So, I'm mad that I lost my streak. I'm just going to say, it. I'm mad that I lost my streak. All right, Kyle, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm all set. Uh, good luck to everybody, and hopefully uh, we have a big Wednesday. All right. I'm going to go help my wife with um, Crime Baby. <laughs> so, good luck hope everyone that. has an awesome Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.